Hello and welcome to the Aid Station. I'm Chris Robb and today we travel to Lagos in Nigeria and really excited to meet a trailblazer in the mass participation industry there, Bukola Olipade, who is the CEO of Nalayo Sports Management and also the CEO of the Access Bank Lagos City Marathon. And I'm dying for him to tell you some stories about that. 75,000 participants in a 10K, 28,000 participants in a marathon, absolutely massive event. Welcome, Bukola. So great to uh, see you and meet you. Good morning, Chris, and good morning, listeners. Yeah, so wonderful. Thank you for making the time. And, and I'd, I'd love to start by... I'd love to start by hearing just a little bit about your background. You've got an amazing story and, and, and love you just to tell the, the, the listeners a little bit about what, where, you know, the Bukola story, please. Well, um, um, I'm a lawyer by training, but um, delved into a, a bit of politics. Um, and after that, just went on to do a study in sports management, uh, which led me into the sports business some um, 10 years ago. And since then, it's been um, um, sailing all the way, doing mass um, running sports uh, business this, in this part of the world. And it's been amazing so far. Incredible story. I mean, you were, you were telling me before uh, we started uh, recording that uh, the last marathon of anything to speak of was 35 years ago before you you started this, I think you said in about 2013, and you've and you've built that business up. And I'd I'd love to hear a little bit more about about that in a moment. But maybe first starting by just sharing, you know, what what it's been like in the last uh, in the last few months with COVID-19, the impact that it's had on the community. We were talking a little bit about, you know, you've had some lockdowns and you know people there. Many of them kind of live from hand to mouth. So if they don't work during the day, they have uh, it's very difficult for them to to literally have something to eat at night, which I think many people around the world wouldn't even begin to, to, to understand how challenging that might be. But yeah, just a little bit of background about life in Lagos under COVID. It's, it's been extremely tough for people. Um, the pandemic has taken its toll in a very, um, a very aggressive way. Fortunately, the, the incidences of people suffering from the virus has been slowed down tremendously, but it's more prevalent than even the pandemic itself. Because as I explained earlier, people live from day-to-day -day earnings. And that simply means they go out in the morning, make money to cook their soup and buy their bread in the morning the next day and go back to work the next day. So it's been very tough. For us at Nilayo, and for me personally, it's been very tough um, because I didn't tell you this, Chris, but I am a COVID survivor. I came down with COVID-19. Wow. Um, yes, and I was, in, I was hospitalized for three weeks, for 21 days to be precise. But um, thankfully, and thank God, we were able to beat the virus. I think I must have caught it on my business trip to Marrakesh and London because 12 days after I came back, I went down with COVID-19. And that really has had an impact on me personally as a human being, and of course, um, on business. Thank God business is picking up back um, because we're also into eSports. 
in gaming and we are beginning to do some businesses with that. Wow. And so when you say 21 days, you were, you were hospitalized for 21 days or you, you, were, you were stuck at home or? I, I was stuck at home for eight days. And after that, I was taken to the hospital uh, where I was hospitalized for 21 days. Wow. And that was with uh, mostly breathing difficulties? It was with um, a very, very aggressive cough, high fever, headache, and my asthma attack. I've always had asthma from when I was a child. Um, it was a nasty experience. Wow, I'm so, I'm so pleased that you've made, made a recovery. And I guess I, I, any lasting, lasting symptoms or you've made a full recovery now? Oh, no, I've made a full recovery. When I got back home, the, the, the first five to seven days was extremely difficult because I still kept on coughing. Um, but I took solace in the fact that medical personnel told me that that was the normal occurrence for anybody that has beaten uh, the, the virus, that the cough will still continue for a few days. And this has been almost um, six to seven weeks now that I've recovered. And I, I started riding my bicycle again. I started running. Um, I still, I started doing my 5K um, weekly. So yes, uh, I feel I'm back and stronger for me. Wow. Well, I was, I was going to ask you what your challenges have been and you, and you didn't mention that before. So you, you've, you've obviously had massive challenges and then, and then you, you mentioned obviously, you know, from a personal perspective, but also on your business. So have you had to lay off staff, cancel events in, in, in that space as well? Uh, fortunately, we've not had any reason to lay off staff, uh, just as a few of our um, competitors are doing. Uh, this is simply because um, my team of very young people were quickly were quick enough to develop a new strategy towards e-gaming whilst I was in hospital. So by the time I came back, we already had projects on the ground on um, increasing the awareness and putting up a lot of competitions uh, on e-gaming. And amazingly, the sponsors have been very supportive. So right now we are busy organizing an eight-week event for e-gamers, which has been a huge success in the last three weeks. Wow, fantastic. That's, that's a great pivot. And, and when you talk about e-gaming, has there also been an element of virtual runs as well? Because, you know, this has been one of the big things that's been happening all over the world. Obviously, people replacing real events with virtual events. And I guess, you know, obviously there's a distinction between e-gaming and virtual. But from a mass participation perspective, has there been a big demand for, for virtual races? There have been, actually. And this has really gotten us very excited. Um, because last year we tried um, what we call the precursor to the main marathon um, by organizing Zumba classes, uh, aerobics classes, um, and a little bit of running within your confines. Um, we did a trial run last year. So it was more like I'd say somebody saw tomorrow uh, from my team. And this is a good thing about working with young, intellectually gifted people because they think way ahead uh, than even I, the CEO. Um, uh, so we are prepared. Now what we are putting together is finishing touches to an app that will allow people to, to be part of the Access by Lego City Marathon February next year uh, through virtual running. And I'm very excited about that because the, the feedback from the uh, questionnaires we threw out um, in the last two weeks 
has been amazing. A lot of people are looking forward to it. They are not allowing the COVID-19 to disturb their training and to looking towards um, this race that has become a cultural thing for Lagosians and Nigerians. And that has made me very, very comfortable that we are not going to suffer any effect of the COVID-19 by not putting up the Access Bank Lagos Lego City Marathon. Um, Chris, by the way, we are also strategizing on how to ensure that we bring in the cream de la cream of top runners to still come and run. Maybe we'll do the Tokyo um, assemblage of running where they allow just a few people to run. This is if society is not open. But if luckily there's a vaccine and society opens all over the world, um, yes, we'll do our big mass race. But we are watching and looking at the top races. We, we, we keep learning every day. We are talking to race organizers all over the world. And we are looking at what would happen in October uh, the 5th in London. Um, we, are, we, are, we are monitoring what the Dubai International Marathon are trying to do. We are talking to people in South Africa because the Cape Town race are already, uh, you know, top level organizing a virtual race. And we intend to learn from all these races in order to get our race going uh, come February next year. That's wonderful. And, and that's one of the great things that's come out of this is there's so much collaboration all over the world, people sharing knowledge, learning from each other. And, you know, there's, there's many massive silver linings that are going to come out of this whilst it's, it's undeniably very challenging for many people. I think there's, uh, you know, there's so many positives that are going to come out of it and great for our industry. We're learning from each other, sharing knowledge like, like never, never before. And, and I guess, you know, you're, you're clearly playing a leadership role in that. You've been, you know, a, a trailblazer in terms of getting the, the industry growing again in Nigeria and coming up with new initiatives. Where, where do you take your cue from, from a leadership perspective? Is there, a, are there any particular uh, kind of leadership values or tips that you like to share with people that, that, that are listening or, or a great mentor that you've had that taught you any particular things that, that you'd like to share? So, yes, I've, I've learned from you know, a few people for example, when I went to do the postgraduate degree course on sports management, it was a FIFA TIES program. Um, there was a gentleman, the head of the program called uh, uh, Ostersen in South Africa, who actually put it in my head in 2012 um, on how road races will become the future of, of sports business. And that sort of motivated me. Aside from that, um, I'd worked with um, a gentleman called Benga Daniel, who was the governor of Ogun State, who actually built my capacity in terms of um, my, micro and macro management in the in, in, in public sector. And I thought, you know, let, let me go see what I can do from learning all of this stuff. And from actually attending the Nelson Mandela Metropolitan University for this postgraduate course, that has really helped. But let me tell you the biggest motivator and the biggest learning curve for me, that's my mother. My mother told me a long time ago that leadership is about developing the duck, the duck-like approach. You know ducks, the duck leads from behind. It allows the children to lead in the front and comes from behind. And this has put into my business because I've allowed very brilliant young people to take the lead on every, virtually everything we do and show me the path. And this has really been very productive. Wow, what a great principle. Absolutely love it. What a great principle.
Yeah. And, and so in terms of your team to put this on, how many people would you have in your team there, Bukola? Um, for the permanent team, we have about um, between 70 and 100 people. Uh -huh. But every year we get close to 3,000 ad hoc staff to support. Yeah. Wow, as, as you would expect for an event of that size, that's, uh, that's absolutely yeah. amazing. And you were, you were talking about you know, virtual events and, and e-gaming and so on. So I'd be right in saying that uh, the, the population is very tech savvy, lots of mobile phones, very engaged in, 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 in the digital world in Nigeria. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, I believe Nigeria is one of the uh, highest um, users of um, tech um, equipment uh, today in the world. Um, you find my, it's funny we say this. My daughter is always laughing. My, so my, my grown-up kids live in England. My daughters are always laughing at me, saying, why, why is that Nigerians go about with three, three different phones in their <laughs> hands? <laughs> you know, I've not been able to give an answer to that. But I just tell you, that tells you the amount, the level of um, savviness of Nigerians, always wanting to know what's going on out there. Um, there's a huge growth in social media participation, um, so much so that uh, things that people used to ignore have become um, too dangerous for them to ignore. Like, you know, you're having a shouting match outside freely. You can't do that now because somebody's busy picking you up and sending it on Instagram blog and then the thing going viral. So people are very careful. People are very savvy. People also want to learn more. The good thing about um, the tech industry in Nigeria is that fintech is growing. Um, more and more people are coming into uh, technologically developed businesses. And yes, I can beat myself my chest to say, by the time we are ready for a virtual run, a lot of Nigerians would actually participate. What we discovered last year was that we got, we, we got registration, online registration, uh, for our rates increased from a mediocre 11% when we first started to almost 61% of runners uh, doing their registration online. And that has been very encouraging. Wow, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, and and yeah, it uh, obviously makes it so much more accessible and, and easier for you as an event organizer and much more opportunity to engage as well. That's, that's really great, a great uh, statistic. Can, can you maybe finish with a, an inspirational story for you? I'm sure there's, there's lots that you've seen that's inspiring. Clearly, your mother inspires you. But is there, is there something inspirational that you'd like to share uh, with the viewers, please? Uh, yeah, um, I've had a lot of uh, inspirational experiences. But the one that stands out right now is the inspiration I've, I've gained from watching frontliners, um, health workers um, do their thing with this COVID-19 in Nigeria. Mm. It's been amazing. Proud to me going to a hospital. I've never attended a, a government hospital. I've always been treated privately. This was the first time for me to attend a government hospital, to be looked after in a government hospital. And the heroes for me and the doctors, the nurses, and the, the domestic workers um, who looked after us, who, who were there to cater for our well-being, and who have continuously um, ensured that Nigeria uh, were able to contain this virus. And that has been a motivational story for me, a story of um, never say anything is impossible. They've actually epitomized the ability to look at things and say, 
together we can conquer. And that is what um, has really completely changed my views about the way we do things in this country. Wow, what a, what a wonderful story. And, you know, it's, it's one that we do hear repeated around the world, isn't it? And there's so many amazing initiatives in different countries where they clap at a certain time of, of night and ring bells and all that kind of stuff to acknowledge these incredible people. Bukala, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I've, I've learned so much just in these short 15 minutes about Nigeria, I was, uh, which I didn't share with you. I was actually born in Zimbabwe, but unfortunately haven't had the oh, wow. opportunity to, to get to Nigeria yet. But hopefully one day I'll get there and I'll certainly look you up if I get there. I hear so many amazing things of the growth of the industry and everything. So uh, thank you so much. It's been great to meet you and really appreciate hopefully, your time. Hopefully, Chris, um, when the society opens up, we will extend an invitation to you to come visit our marathon and see for yourself what we do here. Thank you so much for that would be wonderful. For us. I'd love Thank to. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bukala.